Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. And this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host. Because our name is Light of the East, obviously, we focus on the riches of the Eastern lung of the Church, as St. John Paul II would call it. We also present the riches of the Western Church as well, for the sake of unity in the Church. But primarily, we focus on those riches of the Eastern Churches. And from time to time, we lead you in the direction of resources and sources. Because many times people ask me, and oftentimes they ask me for that one source. People like to know about that one book or that one place to go <laughs> to find out more about the Eastern churches. Well, their curiosity is very encouraging. That's part of what we try to encourage here on this program, Lay of the East. However, there's no one source that you could go to because the information is just so vast. The history is so vast and rich. But there are some very fine sources. And one of those sources, and you've heard about it from time to time on this program, is the Shiptitsky Institute in Ottawa, Canada. And we're privileged to have someone representing that institute. In fact, he was the founder. His name is Father Andrei Chorovsky. Father Andrei, welcome to Light of the East. Slava Jesus Christu. Slava Naviki. Thank you, Father Tom. Well, tell us, uh, first of all, about this institute and also a little bit about uh, the name uh, of its patron. Well, you know, you were mentioning just a, a minute ago that uh, you try to present resources and sources that people can go to to understand the Christian East better, but that you never ignore the Christian West. Well, one institution that exists in North America is the Metropolitan Andrei Sheptitsky Institute of Eastern Christian Studies. It's a place where Eastern Christians can reflect on and deeply mine the Eastern Christian traditions but in a way that doesn't ignore the surrounding uh, Western world that we live in. And so it's a place where one can, uh, can study, either for one's own interest or even pursue degrees, up to the, all the way up to the doctoral degree in 
Eastern Christian Studies. It's named after Metropolitan Andrei Shevchitsky. He was literally a giant. I mean, he was like six foot seven tall, and he was a giant spiritually, a man who was at the helm of the Ukrainian Greco-Catholic Church from 1901 till 1944, two world wars. The last 15 years of his life he spent in a wheelchair, and no one stood taller <laughs> in, in Ukraine during World War II than this man in a wheelchair, because he uh, guided the church uh, in a very wise fashion. He's known for the fact that he saved somewhere between 150, 200 Jews from certain death under the Nazis. So he's a, a person that could take care of his own community, but also see things in a broader perspective and care about uh, everyone and their needs, whether they were members of his church or not. So that's what we try to do at the Shiptitsky Institute, the institute named after him. He was uh, a, a man devoted to, to prayer while running this huge uh, administration uh, in very, very difficult times. He relied on divine wisdom to guide him. And he asked his people to pray every day for the gift of wisdom. So that's the most important thing you can do. Pray daily that God give you the gift of his own wisdom. Um, that's why he was so successful in leading the church through these very turbulent times. When he died on November 1st, 1944, he died with a prophecy on his lips that the church would be destroyed because the Red Army had just come. It would be completely destroyed, but then it would rise from the ashes more beautiful and more glorious than ever. And that indeed is what happened 45 years after his death. The Ukrainian Greco-Catholic Church came out of the catacombs, out of the underground. It had been the largest banned religious body in the world for almost uh, half a century. And when it came out, no one knew how many people there were. Some thought there would be tens of thousands. Some people thought, well, maybe into the hundreds of thousands. But when five million people identified themselves as Ukrainian Greco-Catholic, uh, that was a surprise to everyone. Uh, but it wasn't that much of a surprise to those who had listened to Metropolitan Dereshiptitsky's prophecy. Well, our institute was founded in 1986, so the church was still underground in Ukraine. But we have uh, a number of dioceses in North America, and we did not have a school of our own. So that's why uh, I founded the Shiptitsky Institute. Uh, Metropolitan Dereshiptitsky's immediate successor, Patriarch Yosef Cardinal Slitei, who was the head of our church from 1944 until 1984. Just imagine, 1901 to 1944, 1944 to 1984, <laughs> two greatest men in our history, back-to-back -back for uh, the better part of a century. And uh, it was Patriarch Yosef who stuck his finger into my chest and said, you, when I was 18 years old, you, you're going to do a doctorate, and you will teach our tradition. 
<laughs> well, I knew how to do a doctorate, okay? But I, where was I going to teach our tradition? So that's why I had to start an institute of our own. And that was started in Chicago in 1986 at Catholic Theological Union, and it was moved to Ottawa, Canada, at the request of the Ukrainian Catholic bishops of Canada. And that's where it's been since 1990. Just as you mentioned about uh, Andrew Sheptitsky, Cardinal Chopin was no small person either. Because <laughs> I remember him when I was studying as a seminarian in Rome, I saw him then. He was already at, at toward the last years of his life, but uh, I did see him there in the early 80s. And he was quite a figure I, himself. I was, uh, I was very privileged to have a lot of close interaction with him, had a very good relationship with him as a seminarian, and then later he is the one who ordained me to the priesthood. Now, he had spent 18 years in Siberian concentration camp because he would not renounce the Pope of Rome. So he's a modern confessor of the faith, suffered for his faith. And uh, I, I feel so honored by the fact that it is his hand that were placed on my head. It is he who ordained me to the priesthood. Um, and so I, I get strength from that. Uh, I can tap into his strength. Uh, he was a, a powerful man, spiritually, intellectually, uh, and I guess physically to have survived all of those trials. Their legacy that we try to keep up uh, in the Shetitsky Institute, the legacy to those two men, and to really invigorate our understanding of what it means to be Eastern Christians in full and visible communion with Rome, trying to keep both of those perspectives, our Eastern tradition and our communion with Rome, uh, at the forefront of our thinking. Before we get any further, I want to mention that to find out about the Shiptitsky Institute, our listeners can go to shiptitskyinstitute.ca. Now, Shiptitsky is spelled S. H-E-P-T-Y-T-S-K-Y, sheptitskyinstitute.ca. We'll be mentioning that again in the program. But you have something very special coming up this summer, of several things, actually. Right, at the uh, Institute. pretty soon, July 2nd to the 5th, we have our study days. We've had a number of study days in the past that were very, very successful. People from all over North America have come to these uh, events. It's going to be held at St. Michael's College at the University of Toronto. Now, the Institute's in Ottawa, but this year we're doing our study days in Toronto. We've had them in the past in Edmonton. Uh, there may be other locations in the future, uh, but right now the focus is on Toronto, July 2nd to the 5th. If you get there a day early, you can celebrate Canada Day in Toronto, which is July 1st. But the the theme this year is relationships in an age of fluidity. Um, in other words, we are all facing, whether you're Eastern Christian or Western Christian, we're all facing uh, the same societal challenges. We live in a very fluid society. Uh, the, the tradition that, that kept us uh, going for so long is uh, being uh, attacked. We've moved from a uh, basically a Christian type of society to a post-Christian society, and now it's turning rapidly into an anti-Christian society. Well, uh, we have several eminent speakers who are going to be addressing these topics. First, Sister Vasa Larin uh, from the University of Vienna. She's a Russian Orthodox 
nun, and she is going to be talk- she's also a professor at the University of Vienna. She's going to be talking about being church in an age of fluidity. And we're going to talk more about uh, Sister Vasa and also the other speakers when we return. We're going to take a short break here to hear more about the Sheptitsky Institute and what they're offering this summer. Very special program here this summer with Sister Vasa and others that we'll mention. And our guest today is Father Andrei Cherovsky from the Sheptitsky Institute. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East's mission is Christianity's reunion and to tell the story of the eastern lung of the Catholic Church. We need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by writing a check to Light of the, the East Tabor Life and Institute, mail it to which is dedicated to the Parish formation and education in the theology of Will the Body. Road. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, particularly for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's taborlife.org. Saving Jews from the Holocaust in a wheelchair. And now, a Sheptitsky Institute Minute with Father Peter Galadza. Archbishop Andrei Sheptitsky was born in 1865 in western Ukraine. He was an aristocrat who gave up his wealth to become a monk. He then led the Greco-Catholic Church in Ukraine through two world wars. Exiled to Russia for three years during World War I, Sheptitsky never again enjoyed good health. From 1929 until his death in 1944, he worked from a wheelchair. From that wheelchair, Sheptitsky coordinated efforts to save hundreds of Jews during the Holocaust. Next time, we'll tell you more about the Archbishop, who at the height of the Holocaust wrote, A lack of love is the source of every hardship and misery. Love is the very substance of all of God's revelation. To learn about degree programs in Eastern Christian Studies, visit sheptitskyinstitute.ca. That's S-H-E-P-T-Y-T-S-K-Y institute.ca. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. It's no secret that Father Loya and other speakers from the Tabor Life Institute are available to speak at your parish or group on marriage and family topics seen through the lens of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. Other topics include Eastern Christian spirituality and the significance of art in the church. The Tabor Life Institute can arrange for marriage encounters, parish missions, and can help your parish facilitate teen faith formation in either English or Spanish. For Father Loya and other speakers, contact the Tabor Life Institute by writing to taborlife at earthlink.net. That's Tabor spelled T-A-B-O-R, life, at earthlink.net. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host, and we're talking with a very special guest today about a very special place that offers a very special program for the summer. But speaking of special things, uh, I'm also part of something special coming up on October 18th to the 28th of this year. Join me and Jeff Gardner, who is from PictureChristiansProject.org. We're going to go to the Holy Lands, and for those that wish to, as an option, we're going to go into Jordan and meet some of the persecuted Christians there this year. That's Sunday to Wednesday, October 18th to 28th, going to the Holy Lands with me 
and Jeff Gardner, a good friend of ours here at Light of the East, and also into Jordan, the country of Jordan, for those who wish. That's an optional part of the package. To find out information, just go to this website, selectinternationaltours.com, selectinternationaltours.com. So yet another resource to enrich our faith and deepen our spirituality, as is the Sheptitsky Institute, which we're talking about today. And before the break, Father started talking to us about who's speaking there at this wonderful study days, actually, coming up Thursday to Sunday, July 2nd to the 5th at the Sheptitsky Institute. It's going to be held, though, however, at St. Michael's College at the University of Toronto. So, Father, you said Sister Vasa Larin, and I just wanted to mention that she has a very popular Coffee with Sister Vasa on, uh, I believe it's uh, YouTube? Yes, it is. Um, It's popular because she has uh, the ability to tie in both humor and uh, deep theological insight, and uh, a lot of people enjoy that. So she'll be one of our speakers, and she's going to be talking about uh, uh, being church in this very in these very fluid times when uh, our sense of solidity as a community has been diminished. Um, there's not that respect that used to be for the leadership. How do you navigate all of this and be church in these challenging times? Another speaker is Timothy Kelleher, and Tim Kelleher was a film and TV actor, producer and director of the DVD, The Creed, which was uh, published by First Things. And uh, he used to be the new media editor at First Things magazine. He'll be talking about relationships in the age of the Internet, how uh, social media, cyber porn, all of the uh, good and bad aspects of the Internet uh, impact on our trying to live out our Christian lives uh, personally and uh, communally. And then a third of the plenary talks will be by Harold and Rebecca Visser. Neither of them is ethnically Ukrainian, but they are very active members of St. John the Baptist Ukrainian Catholic Parish in Ottawa. They both decided to join this church coming from uh, other backgrounds, and they have a lot of kids, but more importantly, those kids are very much plugged into the liturgical life of the Church. They actually do a modified form of the Divine Office, the Liturgy of the Hours, with their family on a daily basis. You always see them Saturday evening at Vespers, not just passively sitting there, but participating and even taking the lead. So really, the question is, how do you get your kids to do that? How do you bring your family into the powerful tradition and uh, have them fed by that? Well, they're going to share some tips. Then, In addition to the three uh, plenary talks, there is a series of workshops, everything from nurturing spiritual growth, good character, and moral maturity in children and youth, uh, follow-up to the Vissers, uh, religious freedom and pluralism in Russia and Ukraine. That'll be by the Canadian Ambassador for Religious Freedom and a Shetitsky Institute alumnus, uh, Dr. Andrew Bennett. Then we'll be talking about whether the crisis in Ukraine is a just war, um, whether various factors about human nature and uh, human development can be explored from a more Christian point of view. There will be presentations on relationships 
with the Coptic Christian Orthodox community. You know, the Copts are one of those persecuted Christian minorities from the Middle East, from Egypt. We have a workshop on discovering Trinity in disability by the authors of a book of that title, uh, Father Dr. Miroslav and uh, his wife, Dr. Maria uh, Tataren. Uh, they uh, have a severely disabled child, and they will talk about how they have found a deeper understanding of our triune God through their interactions with uh, their disabled child. Now, after the study days, there's also an opportunity to continue all of this through three university-level courses. One is on the Holy Mysteries, Byzantine Sacraments, by Dr. Brian Butcher. Uh, another one is Reading the Bible as an Eastern Christian, by Father Dr. Francois Beruti, a uh, Melkite priest from California. And then I will be offering a course entitled Reading the Philokalia and the Way of the Pilgrim in the 21st Century. So if you're one of those people who uh, asks Father Tom, give me some sources about the Eastern churches, you want to get exposed to the Way of the Pilgrim and the Philokalia. But the latter is very, very difficult to approach without uh, someone's guidance. That's what we're trying to do uh, with that course. Um, all of this information is on our website, how to register, how to sign up, and the contact phone numbers. You can actually talk to a human being. You don't have to do everything through the Internet. <laughs> so uh, I encourage your, uh, the listeners to do so. And again, the website is sheptitskyinstitute.ca, sheptitskyinstitute.ca. You know, Father, what's really intriguing as I'm hearing you describe this program for the summer is that people can get a glimpse into how what the Eastern spirituality has to offer and to say about these very, very contemporary uh, issues. Uh, you know, this is one of the things that uh, is the point that we make in this program, that any study of Eastern Christian spirituality is not just a, a history lesson. Yeah, history is very much a part of it, but, you know, it's not a museum. It's not just a, something in the past or something to study. This is a living, breathing, organic, very relevant spirituality for our day and in the Western world. So I think the, these things that you mentioned are being offered there this summer. It sounds to me like they're going to be great examples of that. Well, that is, that is really uh, at the heart of what the Shetitsky Institute is all about, about taking this living tradition and connecting it with the real circumstances in which we live and showing the life-giving properties of this tradition. I agree with you. It's not a museum. Now, sometimes when people walk into an Eastern church, they say, wow, this is like a museum. This reminds me of things how they used to be. <laughs> well, that's good, because we're, we're rooted in history. We've not made the mistake of trying to cut ourselves off from history. We're rooted in the fathers of the Church, in the early martyrs of the Church. Our liturgy binds us with them, but it gives us the power to live today. Well, Father, speaking of history, the Ukraine is undergoing some historical events right now. Now, we have just a brief time, but we're going to have you back on, uh, hopefully again and again, if you're willing, <laughs> to really unfold this, because there's a lot of insight that needs to be brought to bear here on this particular subject. So tell us about, if just start to touch on briefly some major points in the short time we have, of the really what's going on in Ukraine, the whole Maidan and the whole thing with Russia and so on. People might be familiar with the, with the term Maidan, which really just means a, a city square, but 
there are times when a city square turns into the civic square, and that's precisely what happened uh, in Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine, towards the end of 2013 and continuing to February 2014. And what started out as a protest against the fact that the uh, former president, a very corrupt individual, had reneged on his promise to move Ukraine towards membership in the European Union, or at least association partnership with the European Union, what started as, as a protest about that quickly turned into a revolution of human dignity. People said, enough of the corruption, enough of the cronyism, enough of this legacy of the Soviet way to do things. We want real freedom, not just political independence. We want personal freedom, communal freedom. We want to grow in uh, democratic values. And, of course, that was met with a massacre. So 100 people were killed by the government. And in the aftermath of this, the president fled the country. And so an acting government was installed. Uh, later, a new government was elected. Well, unfortunately, Vladimir Putin, who presents himself as this great Orthodox Christian, showed his true colors. He immediately moved to annex Crimea and then immediately had his proxies start a rebellion and a, a war a war in easternmost Ukraine territories right next to the Russian border. Great beginning to the story, Father. We're going to have you on again to unfold it even more. I want to thank you for being on our program, Father Andrei Chorovsky of the Sheptitsky Institute. Again, at sheptitskyinstitute.ca. Thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.